0: Hi, I'm Brett Terpstra, and this is Systematic on ESN. My guest this week is Kelly Gamont. Did I get it right? You did. All right. She's a former 2R writer, now at Mac Observer, and she also does uh, social and support for one of my favorite apps, Text Expander from Smile. How's it going, Kelly?
1: Pretty good. How about you?
0: Uh, it's, I'm good. I'm good. I'm lightheaded. I may be a little bit mm, spacey.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, I do, it's I've had weird, weird health problems lately, but I changed everything this week. Last week I started like a, a a very regular regimen of exercise and diet changes, and uh, like cutting out meds that weren't necessary, so I could like sort all this out, and it's going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Just lightheaded today. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, i I'll talk about that on overtired. <laughs> i'll tell christina all about it um there you go so let's see we met at uh Tua. Nope. i what year did you start there
1: oh my gosh um it was like 2008
0: okay so a couple years after i had been there yeah but probably about the time i started to quiet down there
1: yeah, but you were—I mean, you were still around, but you were still—you were like the old guard <laughs> by the time I got there. So yeah, was yeah.
0: was that your first uh, kind of corporate blogging gig?
1: Yeah, um, I had written some stuff. I was—I had worked at Extensis before, and it was working at Extensis. I got sent to MacWorld, which was where I met Mike Rose in the first place. And uh, that video, sadly, is now—well, sadly for some people—is uh, lost to the ages uh, that Mike took of me on the show floor showing off, um, Extensus's, uh, gosh, what was I showing off? Suitcase server. I think it was. And then, um, and I, I, wrote the occasional blog post there because I helped them get that po- that blog off the ground and then, uh, started writing for two hour after that.
0: So let's see when you first started, how many posts did you put up your first day?
1: Um, It was like a week before I put anything up. Um, I had like meet Kelly. uh, And then after that, the first post I wrote was Twitterific 2.0. It's real and it's spectacular because I'm particularly (laughs) proud of that headline to this day. And then um, it was pretty obvious, like kind of what my scene was, because I wrote about Twitterific and I wrote about uh, free comic book day because there were a couple of apps for uh, finding comic stores in your area and, and what comics they had. And then I wrote about the Dark Horse app and some other stuff pretty early on. So it was it was pretty clear that uh that that I was, you know, a nerd right down to the ground.
0: Isn't that <laughs> isn't that what Tuar was though?
1: Yeah, but there were different <laughs> sorts of nerds. You know, like Mel Martin was like the photo guy. Like anytime ah, yeah, okay. anything photography any anytime there was any sort of like nifty photography app that people were excited about, I was like, I'm just going to wait and see what Mel has to say, and then I, I would go
0: see, read his. I video. don't think those divisions because like no one gets the job title when they start. Well, they used used to not like you're not the photo editor, but it kind of like, you write a couple good posts within a genre, uh-huh. and then people just start defaulting to you, and pretty soon you become that. That's what you become known for. Yeah, like me and TJ with terminal commands and. Things like oh, that, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the really geeky stuff. Um, yeah, so like, like I noticed that um, both myself and people like Steve Sandy, like first day, like five posts, yeah, and then I, I slowed down pretty quickly after that. Steve never slowed down.
1: No, he didn't.
0: You, you, I think you ramped up slower, but you, yeah, you stayed pretty consistent for the whole time you were there too, up until the well, end
1: yeah I did throw stuff up, and then eventually it became um I was the top cast host and didn't That's do a right. lot of the the posting stuff
0: so while while you're starting at Tuah, are you still at Extensis?
1: no, oh. um extensis went through a couple of rounds of layoffs, and so I wasn't there anymore. Did you have so. a day
0: job other than two a
1: oh yeah i um almost the whole time uh I was always working someplace else and then getting to do the two stuff kind of on the side, which was nice because um, I still got to do the thing that I like to do. But um, there were times when the day job got in the way <laughs> of what I was trying to do. You know, this is this is because to I always wanted to end up being ultimately the full time thing. And it just never panned out that way. Yeah,
0: it, it didn't for 90% of people. And <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: then and then it crashed to the ground for everyone else. But um
1: well, and that was the problem. Was there was a point where there had been discussion of you know you could take on you know there's a point where you maybe we can you know if there's if there's changes in staff like maybe there's a way that we could craft what you do into something larger, and then that was the point about the time when AOL started tightening the screws. Yeah. So it was oh three people left. Yeah, you don't get to add anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> huh. Okay. Sad. So. Yeah,
0: you ever see the movie Goon? Yes. This the scene where he's like flirting with the girl in the bar, and then and then closing time happens, and the lights come up, and he just goes sad. <laughs> yes. it became my favorite moment. I didn't even notice it till the second time through that movie. But anyway, so you <laughs> left, or, or not? You two all kind of was uh, uh, a side project for you, but you had day jobs. At what point? Did you become the freelancer that you are now?
1: Um, it sort of evolved um, because I, I had been do I had been working remotely and did that for a while and really enjoyed it. Uh, I I really like not having a commute and the trade off of not getting to hear as many podcasts because my commute is down half a flight of stairs it seemed like <laughs> a fair trade. Uh, so to me. Um, you know that was that was not a big deal so then um I looked for a while and I was doing uh, a little bit at Mac Observer for a while and then uh, picked up the 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 mostly the slightly more than part time over at at Smile doing support for text expander and the social media accounts so yeah if uh, if you are interacting with Smile on in, in any capacity on Twitter or on Facebook or um Eventually, when 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 Google Plus gets a little bit more active, um, <laughs> that'll be me.
0: When it gets more active,
1: I'm an optimist about that. <laughs> one. I'm hoping I can build something <laughs> cool over there because there's a lot of like productivity type people who hang out over on Google Plus. Yeah. So I'm hoping that with those conversations, maybe, um, maybe that'll get more interesting over that way.
0: We'll see. Um, yeah. So what's life? What's the difference for you between a full time uh benefit laden job and and multiple freelance contract gigs.
1: Uh the biggest is paperwork.
0: <laughs> um, as in like taxes?
1: Yeah, basically. Um uh keeping track of how much of what I'm getting every month is gonna have to go back to the government because there's nobody doing that for me automatically as a freelancer. Uh being able to um, you know, the, the whole quarterly taxes thing, uh, you know, that used to be once a year and now it's every every three months. Uh, three months. And, and you know, so it always seems like there's there's like a week. Like I just got my taxes paid and then there's like a week and then it's like now I have to start ramping stuff up for the next one, whatever you know, that's going to be. Um, so that's the the biggest thing is, is sort of tracking all that information. And then uh, second would be um, sort of carving out for myself, which is one of those things, it's like the, the top of the roller coaster. Like, it's really exciting. But when you're right there at the top for that split second and you can see all the way down and, and it, it kind of scares you a little, um, that.
0: So what, what, given your druthers, would you be, uh, back at a full-time position or would you continue freelancing?
1: Oh God, no, I would continue freelancing. Okay. Yeah. I much prefer it, but it's, it's a different, it's a different scene
0: (laughs) yes i'm i'm very familiar with it i was actually before i started full-time at aol i was contracting for aol and uh agile bits Mm -hmm. and was making you know uh, enough money to be the equivalent of a full-time job and uh it was too many hours though Mm -hmm. so when aol offered me the full-time position i took it and it it, was easy it, it was a relief yeah like all of a sudden, like taxes were handled and benefits were racking up and it mm-hmm. it was it was good, and I liked it a lot up until I didn't anymore um, <laughs> and then I left and went back to this and this time I'm better at it, this time I'm good at paying quarterly taxes, this time I'm good at like remembering expenses and and all of that, which makes life easier, but mm-hmm. the forty percent that I have to take out of every Mm -hmm. bit of income i have hurts psychologically yes i mean technically i pay more tax now that i am freelance than i did when working for a corporation uh which is also painful but it's twice as painful because i actually have to physically remove the money from my bank account
1: (laughs) yeah it's different when you really never had it in the first place when it was just a number on a piece of paper like you started here and then here's how you know we scooped a bunch of it out for you. Yeah. There I fixed it. And then, you know, now you get what's left over when you never had it in the first place. It's to, I have the same mental mental thing about oh, I was so excited to get on my oh,
0: yeah. money. This like month. I made 5 grand on this project and <laughs> yeah. no, you made like 28 grand. Yeah. Uh yeah, 22 2 grand. Eight, yeah. So you 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 are pretty happy with the whole like being your own boss kind of thing though. Oh yeah, yeah. That's where I'm Absolutely. at too. I I can't. I, I freak out sometimes where I'm like, I got to get a real job. I just this whole like uncertain future thing is killing me. Mm-hmm. And then I think about I, I pretty much the like. There's a backlash going on against remote workers right now at the mm-hmm. major corporations, and I it would pretty much mean moving and going into an office every day. And I just can't find it in me to want to do that.
1: Well, because for you, it's a twofold situation not only would you have to go to an office every day but you would probably have to move somewhere where that office is right which is which is two completely separate fundamental life changes to have to have happen at the same time i know people do it but i don't know anybody who's like yeah you know it went really smoothly
0: well and i'm i'm kind of eager right now to get out of minnesota yeah winters are killing me um okay I I I just refuse to move. Like the the only job that I've really looked into thus far involved moving further north, and I I there's I'd no way you. if I'm going to uproot, yeah, it's going to be for warmth. Yeah, I'll move to then. Well, I won't. California is like here. the only place I want to move. Well, West Coast yeah. in general. I wouldn't mind Oregon at all.
1: Yeah, Portland is really nice, even in the winter, and I'll tell you why. Particularly being from Minnesota you'll probably be able to wear shorts 11 and a half months out of the year because there's like a week where it's below freezing and kind of cold and then there's a separate event where for a couple of days everything freezes and everyone freaks out. So basically when everything closes, you get to stay home and watch all the idiots on TV who are trying to drive on the ice who are incapable. And that's about it. And then there's about a week in the summer when it's um, just stupid hot, 100 and something. Yeah, but that uh,
0: happens here, too.
1: Yeah, but it's stu- the reason it's stupid here is because most houses don't have air conditioning because you don't really need it except for that week. Hmm. So, um, you know, if you're at my house, it's a a strategic use of windows and fans and, and an if this then that channel that texts you when it hits <laughs> 75 so that you remember to shut the windows. Um, nice. So it, it actually does text me. Open the windows. It's seventy. De- it's you know sixty eight degrees. Close the windows. It's seventy three.
0: If then then um, that just changes my Nest thermostat for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, I only I only have heat, so um, on that's my thermostat so it doesn't work. I know. Well, you don't like I said. You don't even need it here. So if what you're wor- if that's what you're worried about, like yeah, maybe Portland is for you. I, I mean, just it's want not to like clarify that there's a huge with...
0: huge difference between able to wear shorts and willing to wear shorts.
1: Oh. Absolutely.
0: I don't wear shorts ever unless I'm swimming. (laughs) Okay.
1: Well, then you could get away with T-shirts and probably no jacket. How's that? I don't know. That's Portland most of the year.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's do it.
1: Okay. It's not like I can entice you with beer, so I'll have to go with weather and scenery.
0: Seattle and Portland were my favorite stops when I drove from southern Minnesota with a bunch of friends to uh, up to Seattle. Or like over to Seattle and then straight down to San Diego. Oh, okay. And then back across the country. Yeah. And my favorite stops on that whole trip were Portland and Seattle. Yeah. Mostly Seattle has such good anarchist bookstores, or at they least do. one good anarchist. They bookstore. have. They
1: have at least the one. Yeah.
0: And and a, and a good punk scene. Like I got to San Francisco and was shocked that there was like there were two punk bands left in the whole city <laughs> at that point in time. Yeah. Uh, That was sad. This episode of Systematic is brought to you exclusively by PDF Pen Scan Plus, which gives you scanning and OCR anywhere you have your iPhone or your iPad. First, a disclaimer. Kelly Gamont and her position working at Smile no way influenced nor improved the reading of this advertisement. Kelly Gamont's appearance on Systematics is entirely on her own merit and only coincides with Smile's exclusive sponsorship of this episode because my producer and I maintain literally the best editorial and content firewall in the podcasting industry. I hereby apologize for us being geniuses and getting you two awesome things in one episode, Kelly Gamont and the time-saving sorcery of PDF Pen Scan Plus. End of disclaimer. So what does PDF Pen Scan Plus do? Point your iPhone or your iPad camera at a document, receipt, or business card, and PDF Pen Scan Plus takes a scan, auto-crops it, and prepares it to edit without having to tap anything. Like I said, it does OCR text recognition, so it creates a searchable PDF right on your iPhone or iPad. You can set up the app to auto-upload to iCloud or Dropbox so that your scans are available on all of your devices. Whether you're running midweek errands or spending the better part of a day shopping, using PDF Pen Scan Plus makes it so that you know where to find the six receipts that you shoved in six different places automation is a beautiful thing it may be too late for PDF pen scan plus to help you for last tax year but think about how much time and effort it'll save you when you have all your receipts scanned and OCR would in advance this year okay who are we kidding freelancers are probably more likely than anyone to file an extension so get this thing now and let it help you get the tax monkey off your back. Oh yeah, and I should mention that PDF Pen Scan Plus is available on its own, and it's also part of the PDF Business Kit bundle with PDF Pen per iPad and iPhone. I could rattle off pricing and that sort of thing, but you guys want to get back to Kelly Gamont who, again, had nothing to do with the timing of this ad. Visit smilesoftware.com systematic to learn more, and support Systematic by buying PDF Pen Scan Plus right now. Thanks again to Smile for their ongoing support of Systematic and ESN. That brings us to our top three picks. (laughs) I'm gonna let you go first with a single pick. So tell me what your, and you can rank them in any order and they don't have to be uh, prioritized, but give me a pick.
1: Okay, Star Pilot Music.
0: Star Pilot,
1: yeah. So okay. Star Pilot is this uh, character. So Keelan King is a guy who lives here in Portland, and he did this. Um, I saw you sci- tweet about fi- this. Yeah, he did a sci-fi hip-hop record called Star Pilot's Lament. Uh, that was the first one, and then um, I I can't tell you when that came out because I honestly don't remember. And then like three years ago was Star Pilot's Revenge which was a Kickstarter that was successful, and so he was able to put that out. And now the current one is Star Pilot's Domain, and that is uh, on Kickstarter right now. And it's uh, super awesome. And you can go check it out at starpilotmusic.com, and it's all uh, hip-hop. Um, it would have an explicit warning on it, so keep that in mind. And uh, I really enjoy it. Um, I think that they're a lot of fun. It's, they're fun records, and... Uh, I, I, I enjoy them a lot just sort of for, uh, when I do have the opportunity to go and and drive around, this is one of the things I listen to. So So I will start with music.
0: Sci-fi hip hop. Mm -hmm. Is this, I mean, is it like nerdy? Is it like nerd hop?
1: Um, no. Like it just, it happens to be like, it's hip hop music that happens to be from the point of view of Star Pilot.
0: You realize that's nerdy, right?
1: Well, yeah, but it's not, a, it, the point of it is not that it's nerdy, I guess.
0: That's Which just is... <laughs> a side effect of sci-fi hip hop.
1: <laughs> well, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's sci-fi because that's where it takes place. It's sort of like, um, you know, everybody knows Star Wars is a Western that just happens to be in space. Right. Like this is a hip hop album that happens to be about Star Pilot. Fair so. enough. That's why I like it. Um it's super fun. I'm going to give you a footnote to this pick which is geekremixed.com. Okay. Which is another Portland fella. Um Bobby Roberts and uh he was a, a radio guy for a while. He did a podcast for a while and he remixes um now this is about nerd. This is nerd all the way down. He does remixes of uh, all different, like, he has a, a Game of Thrones theme remixed. He did a remix of... Um,
0: the first one on his list is Towel Day Anthem. <laughs>
1: yeah. There's a, uh, a a remix of the uh, Parks and Rec theme. Uh, he did Superman. There's um, a few of them, anyway, that are, are really interesting. Like, he has one called A Fistful of Rupees <laughs> on Geek Remix 3. Um, <laughs> There. So he takes like, you know, Legend of Zelda music and the the, um, like some of the music from Star Wars and music from Superman, like a lot of John Williams shows up in here, which is part of why it makes me really happy. Um, These are um, and the nice thing, the thing that I like the best about these is that um, all but like one song is instrumental. And it's hard for me to have if I'm going to listen to music, it has to be music that doesn't have lyrics if I'm working sure because I get distracted somehow it's it's like a different piece of my brain somehow that makes it so that I can't do anything else if I'm listening to music that has vocals <laughs> so. yeah, no, I,
0: I'm, I'm much the same way unless yeah. it's really like screaming in unintelligible vocals then I can deal with it
1: yeah if if I can tell what they're saying it's really hard for me to listen to that while I'm trying to do something else so tv is sort of like background coffee shop noise so I don't pay attention to that as much but if it's music it needs to be instrumental so the three volumes on geekremixed.com um are all instrumental and uh, that makes them really nice for um putting on in the background because they're familiar but they don't have words in it they they go together really well so i enjoy them
0: i am going to make my first pick music too then okay um have you ever heard uh it's album from like 71 uh lee moses time and time and place
1: I know the name, but I don't think I know that album.
0: It's it's kind of uh iconic in the soul uh pantheon. Okay. its I is j I don't I hadn't listened to it for a long time. I'd heard it before, but I just picked it up on iTunes yesterday. Uh after hearing a song from it in the background of a short film that I was watching without really watching. But <laughs> that song stuck with me and I had to go uh I had to go get the whole album. Um it is It's kind of uh, if you took some James Brown and kind of made the transition from like early Motown into late James Brown, it kind of like style wise settles Uh right in there. Okay, it is. uh, It's very. So what's like the song?
1: What's the song off that album?
0: I don't know if there's any. uh, There's a song called "Bad Girl" that is just amazing, and then the the actual song time and place is. Also, it's one you you will dance to whether you want to or not.
1: Oh, I'm I'm a sucker for that song.
0: And he does a version of Hey Joe uh that you may have heard one Jimi Hendrix do at some point. Yeah. Um that is it, it's as good <laughs> as the Hendrix version. Oh wow. Um, okay. I yeah, the whole thing it, there's it's a 23 track album and it is it and I love that you can't not make it it, it it was only ever recorded for vinyl. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many remasters they do of it, it still sounds like you're listening to vinyl. Like you can still oh. feel like the scratch of the needle as you drop that's,
1: it. That's perfect.
0: It is. It sounds great. It sounds horrible. You know, like, all the, all the vocals peak and distort and, uh, um, well, yeah, but, and he has this screaming voice just like, like shredding, uh, like y- you you get a sore throat listening to him sing, oh my gosh. but it's so good. So yeah, check that out. All right, what's your second pick?
1: Um, I'm gonna go with um well, geek remixed was was kind of a mashup because there's some some
0: We're counting some that as a sub music sub stuff, pick. so
1: yeah, well, I'm going to go along that that same vein with uh, Billy Butcher. Which is uh, this artist who did. Uh, let me see if I can find the right tab here. Uh, if you go to behance.net slash butcherbilly, um, he did this uh, po- superpower post punk Marvels and the post punk new wave super friends. And so it's like Ian Curtis dressed as Batman. Um, there's like. Morrissey pulling open the shirt and it's Superman underneath, uh, this charming man of steel. Um, and I really enjoy the, the mashups that he did, Suzy Sue as Wonder Woman. Um, they're super great. And I, uh, I really get a kick out of these and you can buy them as prints. There's some that are on t-shirts and I, and the intersection of, of two things that I really like, which is, uh, uh, this particular strain of, you know, new wave, post-punk new wave kind of music and comic books, because they all are, are sort of illustrated like comic book heroes, um, really makes me happy.
0: It so. is. Uh, these, are, these are humorous and somewhat fascinating.
1: They're very clever. Like that's, you know, that's one of the things about it. Like it's not too late to whip it, you know, <laughs> and it's Mark Boz, The Flash.
0: Yeah. What's this one that looks like Johnny Rotten mixed with someone green?
1: <laughs> mixed with someone green.
0: Well, yeah, it's like a green half. His face is like green and distorted, and I can't tell if it's supposed to be like the Hulk or. It says I could be wrong. I could be right. I could be wrong.
1: Oh, let me see if I can see that one. Um,
0: it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, now I'm not seeing it. Um, Billy Idol is Thor, the amazing rebel yell. <laughs> that one makes me happy. Um, there, there's just a bunch of really great ones um to me there's there's something about these that is really entertaining so i enjoy them and he did some that are not necessarily these um like some some other sort of artwork that that is an interesting intersection of of uh comic books and music and and i really enjoy the the stuff that he does so very cool he'll be my pick
0: all right my second pick is an app that should get more uh recognition than it does in the geek community it's called renote and it's a it's a note-taking app uh your basic kind of like markdown uh taggable notes and then uh you can sort and filter and search by tags and you can it's got a great gesture interface and then it syncs everything as an archive to dropbox in text file format uh, Ooh. so like, basically you could try this out for a week and t- dump a ton of notes into it and then sync it to Dropbox and delete the app. If you, if you didn't like it, um, like you have no, there's no lock-in is what I'm saying, which I is, is like a requirement for me when it comes to note-taking. I want my notes accessible. Uh, but one of the cool things it does is you can add, um, like it's the fetch expert fetch excerpts. And it can source Wikipedia, PubMed, YouTube, Instagram, Vimeo, and Twitter. So you can add, like automatically add excerpts from reference websites in your notes to the notes. So when you look at it in the app, you can actually play a video or you can actually uh, see the PubMed Ooh. Ooh. Uh, references. So it's, yeah, it's it's really well done. It's very cool. And I, 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 I only know about it because the author... Of the app sent it to me, and I don't hear about it anywhere else. And I think I should because this is—it's really good. URL really scheme-based actions and like for X callback URLs and everything you'd want, really. Full text searching, text expander support. Hey. Yeah, can't beat that.
1: Truly, this is cool. It is. Yeah. All right. Well, there's another one.
0: Hmm. <laughs> All right, so what's now your... Now it has
1: two fanatic users because this looks great.
0: <laughs> what's your third pick?
1: My um, third pick is a, uh, a, a hardware gadgety thing, and it's the Mountie from Ten One Design. Oh, I just got that. Isn't it awesome?
0: It's a, yeah, I'm really surprised at how well it works with my larger iPad Air.
1: Yeah, that's what I, I have a, an Air that I have clipped to it. Um, the thing I like it for... Well,
0: describe it first for people okay. that, ha- that don't know what this is.
1: So it's sort of a a T-shaped device and um, the reason for that becomes evident because what you do is one half of the T across the top, they're both clips and you clip one side of it to your computer. A laptop. Yeah, generally a laptop. And then um, once you clip it to your screen, then the other side you can clip a mobile device to. So I tried it with three things or four things actually. I tried it with my iPhone 5S. I tried it with Mr. Kelly's iPhone 6. I tried it with my iPad Air. And I tried it with my Nexus 7. And um, all of them without a case. And uh, they all worked fantastically. And so you clip that to the other side. And then you've got it sitting right there. The thing that I like it for the most isn't even the thing that they show commonly on on the website like when when you're looking at it. Um, What I like it for is, first of all, I can see my notifications. Most of the time I have my iPhone hooked to it. And as an added bonus, aside from the fact that I can see any notification that my phone would get that doesn't pop up on my computer, um, I can also clip it there and then run the charging cable into my computer. And when I'm using my computer in my lap, if I pick my computer up for something, I don't have to worry about knocking my phone on the floor or having it slide into the couch or whatever. If I'm just sitting with my laptop in my lap... I have sort of everything self-contained, and it makes it easy to, to if I want to charge it or if I'm waiting for it to sync, um, it makes it really easy to have all of that sort of compacted so I don't have to worry about picking up my computer and, you know, what's going to happen to my phone or it, it falls on the floor or whatever.
0: Have you tried Duet?
1: I have, and it's uh, very nifty.
0: A uh, 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 13, 11 or 13 inch Air with Duet and an iPad Air attached with a Mountie? Mhm is it's literally doubles your screen size <laughs> fluidly. Yeah. like it's duet is amazing it's the most responsive kind of uh iOS based um screen extender i've seen and combined mm-hmm. with this mounty it's it's just awesome like i i haven't tried it but i feel like if you had a smaller air you could yeah. actually in coach class pull off a double monitor you could I mean, coach class has gotten small enough that even my, like, 11-inch air was a pain to fly mm-hmm. with. Like, <laughs> as long yeah. as no one reclined, I could maybe get the screen at an angle I could still type on. But, yeah, yeah, I like first class. <laughs> I miss first class. I do, too. Oh, well. All right. Um, That's a
1: trade-off of, of working for myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really is. And, yeah. and working for yourself and not having a job... Or like a profession that requires you to fly every week. Because if you fly every week, you can rack up enough and you can kind of... You pretty much have to fly every day if you want to always fly first class for free, but... Yeah. I don't want to fly every day.
1: No, me either. I hear you.
0: So my third pick is Gadget, G-A-G-E-T. Okay. And uh, it was previously, it was a, a dashboard widget. Uh, back when dashboard was a thing,
1: oh, I remember those. <laughs> and it
0: uh, it just it shows you a, an overview of your Google Analytics statistics, also known oh. as stats. The kids call them stats. Um, and uh, the newer incarnation of gadget is both an iOS and a Mac app, and the Mac app uh, sits in your Notification Center. So, you know, a two-finger swipe and you can see what all of your sites are doing for traffic. And then you can ta- uh, click them to drill into, like, refers and top pages and things like that. And the iOS app is a beautiful representation of the same thing. Um, and it's they, they're fluid together, not that they have to sync or anything, but, mm-hmm. like, visually, uh, they're very familiar if you use both. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan. I think... I don't... I think gadget on OS 10 was um, I want to say like $3, $4. Totally worth it. Yeah, $3, dollars two ninety nine, 99 And then I don't remember what the iOS one is, but it, they're inexpensive. And if you like to keep track of um, stats and I, I keep track of, yeah, $2 on iOS. I keep track of stats mostly so I can see if there's a huge bump. Mhm. Um I can, you know, protect myself, <laughs> be prepared for mass traffic and tons <laughs> of email support requests and yeah. and figure out who to thank for links and things like that. So even if you're not like um a total nerd about how much traffic you're getting, it, it's mm-hmm. handy stats to have like quickly accessible. Mhm. I also like visits. I use visits still as well. Uh the one thing visits gives me is I think it's referring pages was the difference there's i I can't remember offhand but there's a reason I'm using both until Gadget adds the missing piece <laughs> uh but but uh visit sits in your menu bar and and you can have the icon show you like uh page views or visits or uh whatever you need
1: mm-hmm. for
0: any particular site and it works um it works extremely well, and I have no grudge against visits. I love it. Um, gadget is just a newer kind of mm-hmm. alternative.
1: Well, and a nifty thing on the gadget website is that you can put in your URL and it will show you what your site would look like in gadget. <laughs>
0: Isn't HTML based development. Wonderful. It's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. Well, that's, that's three and three. Yeah. So that brings me to the part where I tell everyone where they can find you. And offhand, I know that you can be found at Verso on Twitter, V-E-R-S-O. Yep. And uh, at KellyGamont.com. Uh-huh. And you also, do you, do you work with or or just a fan of AppCamp for Girls?
1: I work with AppCamp. I'm a volunteer there.
0: Nice. I, I, we should have mentioned that up front because I'm a huge fan of AppCamp for Girls. I want to have Jean <laughs> McDonald back on this month, but she hasn't responded to my tweet yet. Jean, get back to me. <laughs> I'll text her. Do that.
1: Um. <laughs> App Camp is super awesome. I'm just going to um, pitch it for people. We uh, Every year we sort of expand a little bit. So the first year that we did it, uh, the first summer was, can we pull this off? Like the idea that Gene had, is it something we can actually execute? And thank goodness the answer was a resounding yes. And then next, the next year was, can we help oversee camp if it happens in another place so we had a couple of volunteers that came down from Seattle to help with, uh, to help us out uh, the first year and so the second year uh, we had at, uh, last year we had app camp in Seattle and so now that we know it can happen if we're sort of around for assistance you know if somebody needs it um, and we tried to tell them like you know pretend we're not here um, now this year we're actually exporting it so one of our volunteers from last year was from uh, central New Jersey. So she's putting on App Camp in New Jersey. And one of our volunteers from last year was in Vancouver, B.C., so we're now officially international. And uh, Portland and Seattle sessions are, are going to come back. So if this is something that you are interested in building where you are or if you know somebody that you think would be the perfect person to help build it where you are, um, this is for 7th, 8th, and ninth grade girls. And we expose them to iOS programming. Uh, we help them build an app, and then they pitch it at the end of the week to a panel of women investors. And they have to go through all the phases um, of building the app, deciding what uh, the artwork looks like, what the icon's going to be, what the name of it is. Um, they build quizzes, and it's all the question. They have to decide what all the questions and all the answers are. And then uh, at the end of the week, they pitch to investors. So um, if this sounds like something that that uh, you need where you are wherever that may be, uh, go to AppCamp4Girls.org and let us know.
0: Awesome. I, I would love to see AppCamp sprout up everywhere.
1: Me too. It's
0: a great opportunity. All right. And you can also be found at Mac Observer. Uh-huh. Um, I did a search on Mac Observer for Kelly Gamont, and I got nothing but articles written by Jeff Gamet. So um, <laughs> I, I will find your um, contact page there.
1: That's probably because I mentioned in the when we do the Mac Observer Daily Observations podcast, yep, that's exactly it's like fifteen what minutes in the morning. Um, it's generally um, Jeff and I and somebody else uh, shooting our mouths off about the news of the day. So <laughs> those are always fun. Um, I'll get you the page though for for Mac Observer. You can also find me sometimes uh, as a guest over at the British Tech Network at britishtechnetwork.com. Uh, sometimes I'm on the big show, which is just general tech, and sometimes I'm on the Mac show. So,
0: duly there's... noted.
1: <laughs> there's another place you could track me down:
0: British Tech Network. Is that British? I mean, sometimes. It sounds British. It has <laughs> British in the name. Sometimes. You're not British. No. Tell me you I don't do an to... accent.
1: No. Um, for a while, I was like the only American, and then uh, now there are more. <laughs>
0: I worked at the Renaissance Festival and tried to do a British accent for a long time. Like Cockney, old <laughs> old fashioned I had no idea what I was doing, but I was I was pretty intoxicated the whole time. So oh, good times. Renaissance Festival. <laughs> makes
1: it easy yeah, it makes it oh. easier to, to think that your accent's great, I'll tell you that.
0: Uh until until the British people show up to buy <laughs> jalapeno poppers from you and they leave because they're offended. Yes. Um so, anyway, I am Brett Terpstra. I, I do not work at the Renaissance Festival anymore. I can be found at brettterpstra.com, and I am T.T. Scoff everywhere else. Um, and that is uh, uh, episode 135, I think. But it's definitely systematic with Kelly Gamont. So thanks for being here, Kelly.
1: Of course. My pleasure.
0: It was fun talking to you, and we will see everybody in a week. Thanks for listening.